Hang on, let me do it. That was a stupid buy. Um, so <laughs> Sorry, now I've got the giggles. I, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we got it. See you next time, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast, everyone. My name is Matt. And my name is Casey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to have you today. Yeah, we've got an interesting episode today. One that the topic is something that neither Casey or I um, have any expertise on. Would that be suffice to say? That is correct. Uh, We are talking with a friend of ours, somebody who also uh, works for the Disney store, is is very active in the uh, Disney community, the Marvel community, and we we are talking to him about the world of cosplay or costume play. Uh, Matt, I remember the very first time I heard something similar to this, although I think it is probably a little bit of a different world. Uh, It was referred to as LARPing, L-A-R-P, live action role play. Play, which is more of a medieval type uh, uh, role play set with uh, rules and things like that. And and then, of course, I heard about cosplay and things like Comic-Con and, and, and hobbyists who, who really um, take a lot of pride in, in what they do. And so we've brought my friend Brandon Red uh, onto our podcast today because he is an active cosplayer. How are you doing, Brandon? I am doing great. Thank you, Casey. Absolutely. So, Brandon, real quick, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, how, you know, first of all, how did you get into the world of Disney? And then more specifically, how did you get into the world of cosplay? Sure, absolutely. So getting into Disney, that's kind of a weird one. So my mom actually worked for the store I ended up working for in my life when okay. before I was even born. She actually helped open that store. But I was never really into Disney throughout my entire life until very, very recently. Um, I started going on trips to Universal Studios, and when we kind of started to delve into the whole Disney world. So I remember one day I was trying to plan a vacation, and I just happened to search Disney. And the first thing that came up was a Disney store application, because Google kind of does that sometimes. And I happened to just apply and got the interview the next day and got the job the next day. And... That was two years ago. And the funniest thing is, like, I can't remember my life before Disney. Like, I don't (laughs) remember a time where it wasn't there. And I'd always been into, like, Marvel and stuff and um, occasionally, like, Star Wars once they bought it. But I'd never really connected the two with Disney um, until I really got into all of it. That's the magic of the mouse right there. It's like once once oh, 100%. It bites, once it bites you, it never goes away. Matt, I think you could agree with that, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now, I mean, I, I, I am a lifer. And, and so I really can't remember the time that I didn't know Disney. In fact, if pictures come up that my parents give me, I was, um, I was at the opening of the Flint, Michigan Disney store. That's where I grew up. I had no idea of this until my parents were going through pictures and were like, here's a picture with you with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse at the opening of this Disney store. And I was like, Oh, apparently I was at this opening. (laughs) So, so real quick, Brandon, let's kind of start a baseline real quick with what is cosplay? I I think it's important maybe to define that for listeners who don't maybe understand it because it does seem like a very expansive world and a very expansive thing to, even if you wanted to dip your toe into on how to get involved with it. So can you just define for us what it is and kind of what the different elements of it are? 
Sure. And it's really interesting that you bring up LARPing because I actually thought those two were the same before I got into it, but there's actually like quite a few distinct differences. Um, so cosplay, the way I define it, I guess, is dressing up or creating like a costume for a character. Um, I always do characters based off of things that exist in film. Like I always do Marvel characters that exist, but it doesn't have to exactly be that. I know a lot of people create their own characters within universe. Like a lot of people create their own Mandalorians for Star Wars or characters from like Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. And it's really just kind of showing off your work to a lot of people like via the internet. And I always go to conventions. I haven't been to a few in a while, obviously because of this whole quarantine and everything, but I kind of think it's just a way to display the creativity and the art side of costuming for the average person. So as a follow-up to that, and then I'll let, I know Matt's got some questions too. When, when you say in universe, so are most of these costumes or characters people that are or characters that are already developed or are they like brand new unique characters that people make up to be in universe as you put it or is it going to be a combination of both it's definitely going to be a combination of both you're really going to have i think the majority is going to be already well-developed characters like you're going to see a lot of you know deadpools you're going to see a lot of the mandalorian you know from the television show boba fett but you're also going to like see these like exclusive characters that this person has created and sometimes you'll see really cool mashups like i think um at celebration actually i saw like the muppets as star wars characters or it was like i'm in i'm yeah i'm done let's stop the podcast right now and let's go do this (laughs) right that's awesome i remember when i was there um a guy was walking around and he was fully decked out like Kylo Ren. And even with Kylo Ren's helmet off, this man looked like Kylo Ren. He had the scar so much so that I took a picture with him because I was like, you look like Adam driver. I mean, I totally thought that this was, was Kylo Ren walking around. It's pretty amazing. So what, what is it? It feels like Halloween all the time. Is that kind of a accurate depiction or is it more than that? I would honestly say that's a pretty perfect description in terms of where I go with cosplay. Um, Going back to what I was kind of saying about LARPing, some people really like to get into the character of the person Mm -hmm. that they are portraying. I've never done that. I don't really have much like acting background and I don't know. I don't want to be like cringe going at that. So I usually just dress up as the character. And when people talk to me, you know, I'm Brandon Red, kind of like what you do on Halloween where like you're just that character, but as yourself, so to say. But yeah, I Halloween all the time really fits it. I'm half the time dressed up at home just working on these costumes and it feels like Halloween. That's, That's awesome. Amazing. But, there, yeah. but there are people then that that really take it to another level where they become that person. Yeah, like especially I wouldn't want to say with the Deadpools, I've never seen a Deadpool not in character at a convention. They always get really into it sometimes to the point where it's intrusive, but that's the character, yeah. so it works. But yeah, you'll see a lot of people really try to be the person that they're trying to be. But especially with Star Wars, I feel like every Star Wars person I've seen for the most part at conventions tries to act like the character, especially when they have like helmets over their head. They're always acting like stormtroopers. They have like pre-recorded voice settings. That's the whole thing in the cosplay setup, having like your own audios recorded that'll play automatically when you're wearing armor. It's crazy. Are these safe places for for uh, younger kids to get into it as well, or, or, or are they more adult-oriented type places? So in terms of preteen, um, I would say like ages 
12 and up going alone is perfect. I actually started when I was a eighth grader in middle school. That was the first convention I ever went to. And we had a great time. Like our parents would drop us off and then they'd pick us back up. And we always felt like it was a great place. Um, Especially with things that are at the McCormick place, they're really, really strict on like cosplay is not consent. So you really, really feel safe. There are signs up like everywhere saying if you see something, say something. And they're really good about taking people out of a place they're not supposed to be. So I personally feel like it's a great thing to get started in your preteens. And if obviously if you're under that age group, I always see kids with uh, parents and they can always do like parent child cosplay. It works Mm -hmm. really, really well and usually gets a lot of attention from audience and guests. That's awesome. Yeah, I went to I went to a Comic-Con. I went to um, one in Rosemont at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center down there. And everyone was so polite and um, like everyone just saying, even in full cosplay, oh, excuse me. And it, it was like, wow, like this is, this is wonderful. This is such a delightful time. Like I, I mean, now granted I was not an eighth grader. I was in my twenties, but still like <laughs> it, it, it felt delightful and, and no one was, no one was pushy or rude or it, everyone was just there to have a good time. Well, and that would be For my sure. next, that would be my next question kind yeah. of along that line, Brandon would be, you know, let's say you've got somebody who's listening to the, the the episode right now, the the podcast right now. And, you know, this is something maybe they've wanted to do. They've wanted to kind of jump into, but maybe they felt that their costume was inferior or that other people might look down on them and, and, and make them feel uncomfortable in an environment like that. What would you say to those people in terms of making them feel comfortable? Are there certain standards that have to be met in a cosplay environment? Um, you know, what, you know, is that something that might happen where someone might comment on the costume not being up to par? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So I would personally say don't even think about it. My first costume was all put together that I put over like a few weeks and it was all just found things that I got from like Goodwill and a whole bunch of stuff. But you will go to conventions and you will see people in like really cheap, like $40 costumes and you won't even think about it. You won't even notice it. You will gladly get photos of them if you ask. Like no one really like, personally, I've never really seen anyone comment on someone else's costume for not being screen accurate. I have personally seen it on like really specific cosplay boards, but that's usually when people are asking for feedback. If they're Mm. trying to get approval from some type of, um, something like the 501st, which requires like absolute screen accuracy. But no, for sure, if you're in a cosplay and you think you're inferior in any way, it's, I mean, personally, I know there's like the saying that's comparison kills. And I do believe like I would never compare my costume to someone else's because I want to be proud of my own work. And I think anyone should be proud of anything they put together. But yeah, at cosplay conventions, I've never seen any type of behavior like that for sure. And that's a big part of it too, is it's not just about being in the comic-con or in the cosplay it's also the the putting together of the costume of of the entire outfit that is part of the fun correct oh yeah when you finally like get all of the pieces for your costume and like it's finally just finished you feel so accomplished like i'm working on one now and i'm still waiting on stuff to show up but i'm like i'm gonna be so happy when everything is finally just ready to go we're gonna take a quick break to hear a word from our partners Hey, Beers and Airs listeners, Casey and Matt here. You've heard us talk about our partner, Riss and Cal. You know, we've touched on their wireless earbuds, which connect right to your smartphone. But they've also got a lot of other great stuff as well. I use their 4-in-1 charging station every day. It can charge my phone, a smartwatch that charges with a magnet, and even my earbuds. 
You can also check out their Bluetooth selfie stick, a three-in-one charger, and even a silicone accessory kit that comes in either black or white. Yeah, you know, this company checks the two boxes that I love in a product, which is great quality product without having to pay an arm and a leg. I've been playing around with the accessory kit. So this comes with uh, rubber things for the earbuds so they don't fall out of my ears and things to hold the earbuds so they stay in. I always have a terrible time with that and these uh, work like a charm. So go to fourfrills.com shop and use coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S. You'll get 15% off your order, plus a free $10 gift of your choice when you spend $50 or more. And if you have trouble picking just one thing, they've even got a 31-piece bundle that includes everything. Don't forget that a portion of their profits will go to help local charities in need. All right, back to the show. What characters have you cosplayed? So my main character that everyone pretty much knows me for is going to be captain america i've done all but three variations of his costume which a lot of people don't think that he has like when you tell people captain america wears like i think eight costumes throughout the entire saga of like the infinity saga a lot of people don't believe me but he every costume has a variation to it um some of them are pretty drastic i know with infinity war or endgame he really gets scales and everything but that's kind of been my character i started off doing the version that he wears in the first Avenger. So his first appearance where he goes to rescue Bucky Barnes. He's wearing just a leather jacket. He has his triangular shield from um, when he's working as like kind of the face of the, the organization or whatever he was playing there. And uh, it's wearing like an army cap. So it was things I got from like an army surplus store. It was the first costume I ever put together, nothing purchased from anyone else, kind of just things I just found and put together and that was kind of my character from that point on. I eventually began to buy more expensive costumes from like actual tailors. And then I finally found a really good manufacturer who does really, really advanced Captain America costumes that are very, very expensive. So like those are once in a blue moon at this point because they are so expensive. But after that, um, I was doing Marvel for like four years straight. And then I think I got into Star Wars right around the last Jedi period. And I finally did a Kylo Ren. And I've done two or three variations of Kylo Ren now. So I did the one from Force Awakens, the one from Last Jedi. I think I did Last Jedi twice because the thing with cosplay is like if you do it once and you're not really like 100% happy with it, you obviously do it again. That's always kind of just a saying in the cosplay community. And um, yeah, so ever since then, I've kind of been on like the Star Wars craze ever since Endgame kind of ended Marvel kind of, I don't know, like I have a bittersweet ending with Marvel where I know it's continuing, but I haven't really gotten back into it as much as I did prior to Endgame because Endgame really did feel like a conclusion of my childhood for me. I was into Marvel for like such a long period of time and I'm finally like, you know, growing up as an adult and all that. So it felt like the perfect ending for me. But Not to go into like now an MCU talk, but you know, the next phase of this is introducing so many new characters that there may just be a character that hasn't been introduced yet that, I mean, it seems like Captain America's arc is done now. So in terms of cosplay, not that you can't cosplay Captain America, but his arc is done. But with the new phase coming, there might be some new characters that come out to cosplay. Oh, definitely. And I'm actually really excited for like the um, the Winter Soldier and Falcon TV series. Yes. I'm interested in seeing where they go with the character with that. Because I've already seen some set photos mm-hmm. that there's someone called USA Agent or whatever in that show who has like a Captain America costume. And I don't know anything about the plot of that show yet. So I'm really interested in seeing what costumes show up and what everyone, what part everyone is going to play in that. 
Now, when it comes to your costumes, Brandon, I, I know you had mentioned that you order some of them. Do you, I, I've also seen some of the ones you've actually just straight up made. Like, I know you were working on some quilting for a while for Kylo Ren, correct? Yeah, that's actually like a new development for me. So I always, I've always been so afraid of like sewing. I have no idea. I look, I had no experience prior to, I think Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren was probably the first sewing endeavor I ever took with a full-on costume. Um, and that's what where the whole cosplay community comes in really, really handy, especially when it comes to like YouTube and um, joining like actual groups on Facebook. Getting help from people is fantastic. That's something I imagine was never around in the early 2000s for people to get help with stuff like this. So I feel like I'm in the perfect, the perfect era of technology where I was able to learn how to sew at home completely by myself and start really be able to create amazing costumes. And Kylo Ren was advanced. The fabric itself, just to sew the tunic, took like weeks. I remember all that up. Yeah. I remember seeing your updates on your on your Facebook, and I'm going, man, he's he's in. In fact, it was during that time that I I kind of spawned the idea of that would be an interesting topic to to bring onto the show. And I also think you're using your your 3D printer as well to do some helmets and some other stuff too, correct? Oh yeah, I haven't even gotten to 3D printing yet. Um, that really <laughs> changed cosplay, I think, for everyone. Um, 3D printer, printers were like it sounded like the future like five or six years ago it wasn't a thing that anyone thought would be available in anyone's house and i remember uh when i was was, had to have been like a junior in high school i finally like saw that 3d printers were becoming things that were pretty cheap investments for like for homes and for like schools and everything because i think our school got one in the library and i know most public libraries now always have a 3d printer i don't know why but they do but um i remember i purchased one and it was like such a super super small one but like just learning how to use that technology, like, and everyone was starting to get them. Everyone knew something had changed in the community for sure. Mm-hmm. And I just got up throughout this quarantine season. We just got a new 3d printer and it's massive. Like it has to be like five times the size of the one I bought years ago. And it was like the same price. So it's becoming so much cheaper and so much of an investment that works for pretty much the average person. And, um, yeah, I've been able to print like full scale helmets within days, something that, Years ago, would actually be done via paper craft, something called Pepicura, where you would print these elaborate sheets out on cardstock. You'd cut them really precisely, and you'd fold it and glue it together, and you'd coat them in resin and sand them and coat them in resin and repeat that step. It was a huge thing for years. It's crazy. I remember I did a Iron Man gauntlet, and it took weeks just to get the paper craft together, and I never advanced further from that. With a 3D printer, you just take someone else's file, which they all upload for free online. You let your printer run for like a day or two, and then you have a whole finished product ready for paint and sanding and all that. So it makes the process so much easier. And I'm able to do pretty elaborate things now. Like I just did a whole Obi-Wan Kenobi armor set within a matter of two weeks completely plastic already painted and everything so is it and is it uh the plastic is it is it a pretty durable plastic yeah so you can print in quite a few materials but the most popular and most affordable and easy to print plastic is called pla and it has a pretty high melting point and it prints really really easily but it's very very durable a lot of people coat their prints in like a like a clear resin just to solidify everything and kind of hide print lines and everything which i do a lot so the pieces become like insanely durable like all of the helmets i've done like you could probably throw those and they'd be fine 
I want to shift gears just a little bit and kind of go back to maybe that that person listening who maybe has the itch or somebody who is is interested in getting into this community. My first question of two that I have is what are some general do's and don'ts, general guidelines or general rules that somebody who might be interested in doing this would need to consider um, as they make that leap into this world? Definitely a do, I would say, get into a community. And what I mean by that is like find people who I guess have some wisdom or experience in the community. That was something I didn't do when I started and I had no idea what I was getting into. So I kind of learned by just jumping in head first Um, and it worked out for me perfectly fine. But with today, with like how big cosplay has come since I first got into it, I would definitely say find a community or find a group that has done it before. I would say a don't, especially when you're jumping into it head first, I would say don't start too big. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, don't think like if you've never done anything like this before, don't automatically jump into like, oh, I want to do a full scale Iron Man suit. Because I had that idea when I first started and... You know, I didn't have the experience. I didn't have um, like the training or anything or any idea how to do any of that and kind of just failed. But that's, you know, it's fine. Cosplay, I think in anything, it's like failure is the way to start. You know, that's how you learn how to, you make mistakes, you learn and all that. Yeah, for sure. I would say start with something that you know is going to be doable or something that's going to be easy enough to replicate with the current knowledge that you have. And maybe you have, like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you have a whole bunch of training in like, arts and crafts and you know how to do stuff like that and maybe you can start at that point if that makes any sense but yeah that makes total sense yeah well you kind of touched on my second question but i'm gonna probe a little bit further which was you know you said get in contact with a community who's already kind of done this or is doing this Where, where would be the best place to look for resources for that oh god facebook groups I, they were not a thing when I started, and Facebook groups have really changed the game, at least for me personally. Um, a lot of the time, like prior to all this, we would buy costumes online and there would be like no information on them. But now that they have these groups, you can just do a quick search in these groups and like people, 100 people have bought them and have reviews on them and everything. And it makes getting help and finding information on the subject so much easier. So typically when I'm trying to find a group, I would literally just go on Facebook. I will search like the name of the character and then cosplay. And then then, like, usually there's like five groups and some of them have like thousands of members. Like right now, um, I remember I joined the Kylo Ren page when force awakens come out and it's called the Knights of Ren group. There have to be like uh, 20,000 members in that group. Now it is, it is become insane in Disney, Marvel, star Wars, whatever. Is there a character that you're like, I would love to put a cosplay costume together for this character oh god i have like two so like i said um iron man has always been a huge like want for me it's always been something i've dreamed towards going and especially with 3d printing it's definitely possible now but still it's still such a daunting it's such a daunting character to do but like a step down tier wise from that which i'm really thinking about doing is a clone trooper from like the Republic area of Star Wars, I really want to do Captain Rex. And he's huge in the, the Clone Wars series. I know he's blown up since the final season. I know a lot of people are working towards that costume. That's one I really, really want to do. I want to do a full-scale armor. I just think it'd be so cool. 
That's awesome. So, Brandon, you would recommend that um, that someone would watch The Clone Wars and get something out of it because, uh, you know, like a new character like Captain Rex is a really interesting character. You you would you would support this decision? Oh, 100 percent. Clone Wars is amazing. Oh, Matt, Maddie, Matt, 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 <laughs> my Matt. Cru- my crusade continues to get mm-hmm. Casey. He's been trying to get me to to watch the the Clone Wars and and all these animated series. He even had to convince me that. Again, I don't disagree. I just don't have the the oomph to get into it. It just seems so massive. But <laughs> just not to drag you completely off the cosplay topic here, but you know, Clone Wars is it's my thing. Okay. Um, I totally get where you're coming from. I can't really, I always had a, a bias. I don't like animated things. I can never take them seriously along with live action. Uh, there's a YouTuber who's really popular out there called the cosmonaut variety. And he just had a video just saying, please watch the, the Clone Wars. It's so good. And he he released at the end. Um, so the Clone Wars is an anthology series, so it's not told in order. And episodes come in like series of arcs. So there's like really big arcs that go on. He has a list at the end of like the five major arcs. And it's pretty much all you need. Personally, it's all you need to watch to know what happens and what goes on. There's a lot of filler in Clone Wars. Like it's 70 per, like 5% filler. And they're great. But if you really just want to watch like the main storyline, there's like a perfect list of episodes to watch. That's what I've oh, done. That you that that just gave me like the willies hearing hearing that it's not in order. I'm very much a point A to point B to point C to point D person. Like video games, I hate side quest. I'm a just get get through the get through the uh, the main story part. So for me, that just gave me even more of a. Uh, but in fairness, though, I, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those things where I don't know if I'll ever do it. Matt has been on this crusade for almost four years now or three years now to, to get me to do it. So uh, doing it. So anyway, so Captain Rex is, is one of your uh, dream uh, uh, cosplays. That's that's really cool. I, I that, That's a really fun character. That's an awesome oh, character. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Have you, have you ever created a character that is unique that is not in uh, that is not our, not one that's already been done like that is truly say this is my character i've created him from the ground up or has it always been creating characters that are already established you know it's really only ever been characters that have been established i have mixed some stuff up like i would do variations so i know like there's in films like they're wearing this and this and that but some people like to mix things up so like i think i've done captain america like wearing pants from like age of Ultron with like a top from winter soldier, a whole bunch of weird things like that, which honestly you could never tell unless you were an ultimate fan. Like we are, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I really want to delve into a, a new, I wanted to do my own custom Mandalorian armor because ever since the show came out, that's been such a huge thing. Um, yeah. People have done real, I saw like a pride one the other day that looked incredible. I saw Ooh. pride Ray. There's some awesome stuff. That's awesome. Brandon, with your permission, we'd love to post some pictures on our social media outlets so people can see some of some of the cosplay. Um, um, is, is that that's cool, correct? Oh yeah, no problem. Like everything is pretty much publicly available, anyways, when it comes to me. And Brandon, if people want to, um, is, is there anything you want to plug while you're here? Any social media outlets? Any channels? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'll plug that Instagram, um, Brandon Red Guy, and uh, my YouTube is Ramen Noodle Budgets, which is finally doing pretty well. A lot of cosplay information on there, a lot of tutorials. And Matt, if they want to get a hold of us, how are they able to do that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Send us an email. Uh, we got our Facebook group, Beers and Ears Podcast, and um, Twitter and Instagram, Beers Ears 1928. We're getting a lot of fun traffic on on all of those platforms. So it's, it's been really great to uh, to interact with you all. We love hearing from you all. Um, it, it really brings us joy to know that people are listening. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're uh, you're gonna get sick of us telling you thank you. Uh, <laughs> and and new episodes come out on Tuesdays and Fridays. So look for new episodes there. Um, I do want to take a couple of seconds here before we close out the show to let everybody know about a very special uh, weekend we've got coming up a little bit later this month. Actually, it's uh, starting this Friday. Uh, by the time this episode airs, uh, this episode is airing on June 23rd. Well, starting this Friday, the 26th, you've heard Brandon reference The Mandalorian. We're going to have two very special episodes on Friday the 26th and on Tuesday the 30th uh, about The Mandalorian. So on Friday the 26th, so this coming Friday, we are going to have a roundtable discussion uh, regarding last season's episode of The Mandalorian, what we saw, kind of a debrief, if you will. Here we are six months later. And then we're going to circle back around on Tuesday the 30th and have a roundtable discussion about what do we want to see in season two so it's a very special event something new we're trying so again this coming friday the 26th and then tuesday the 30th uh definitely want you to tune in invite your mandalorian friends we're really excited to bring this content to you uh to kind of talk about as we gear up for the mandalorian which by the way um john favreau has officially uh, announced uh was not affected by the quarantine so it will release this fall uh season two as planned so we definitely want to gear up for that so that's going to be really really exciting um okay well matt I think it's time to raise our glasses. Uh, Brandon, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. We really appreciate you being on. So let's raise our glasses up, Matt. Uh, this one's been on us, correct? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you again real soon. Bye. Bye.